guys, it's Betsy with Faith and Flip Flops. October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We are doing our part by providing stories of domestic violence survivors and victims. Today's topic, Dear Jess. From the moment we were born, we were a part of each other's lives. Although you were a few years older than me, you were like another sister and best friend, all built in one. Our families were close, and we spent as much time together as we could. I always sit back and think about the fun times we had. At times, we were reckless and young, but we had fun living the life we were given. I was blessed with 18 years of knowing you, 18 years worth of amazing memories that I will cherish for the rest of my life. We cried, we laughed, we disagreed. We were the best of friends. I wanted more time to spend with you. The summer of 2011 is when the lives of your loved ones changed forever. I could not believe the news when I scrolled down Facebook and saw your picture posted stating that you were missing. My heart sank into the pit of my stomach. I could not believe the news. I thought, there's no way possible that Jessica is missing. How could this happen? What happened for you to go missing? When will we find you? I prayed that we could find you safe. I prayed that it was just a mistake and they had the wrong person on the missing flyer. The next few days were a blur. We had police and search parties looking for you. Your husband, Andy, had told so many different stories during the time of you being missing. We knew that something was wrong because you never went a day without being in contact with your family. You never left your purse unattended either. Each day passed, we knew something did not feel right. We knew something was wrong. Andy tried saying that you had left the hotel that you and he were staying at. You just left? He tried saying that you were strung out on drugs and that you just left. We knew this was not the case. Andy hugged your family and me during the time of you being missing. He cried to your family, saying that he wanted you to just come home and be with him. The sad thing about this is that during that whole time, he knew exactly where you were and what he had done to you. Six days later is when we truly came to terms with everything that happened. After six whole days of being reported missing, you were found. You were found lifeless, thrown in a ditch, off of an obscure road. Our hearts are broken into pieces, knowing what Andy had done to you. How could someone who vowed to be there for you, for better and worse, do something like this to you? Jess, it just was not right. No one should have to experience what you did, nor should their loved ones have to experience this type of loss. To this day, it still hurts, thinking about how the whole thing happened. You were 23. You had your whole life to look forward to. We were supposed to grow up and have kids and raise our kids the same way our parents raised us. There was so much that you had planned for your life, and in the blink of an eye, it was taken from you, taken from all of us. He took your life. 
He took a part of each of your loved one's hearts when he took your life. I never thought that someone would find satisfaction in taking someone's life, but he did. He lied to your family and acted like you were perfectly fine. After he killed you and threw you away like you were trash, he hugged your family. He acted like he was devastated that you had left, but in reality, he had strangled you to death. You were ready to leave the abusive relationship you were in, and he knew it. You were done with the physical, mental, and emotional train wreck that your life had become. You wanted to escape the person who you once thought was a good person, but had become a monster somehow. You wanted to find yourself happy again and be who you once were. However, when you tried, he didn't like it. He wanted to continue to control you. He wanted you to love him and focus only on him. He wanted you to forget about the people who loved you. He tried to influence you and make you feel bad for spending time with your family. He was losing control of you and working hard to get it back. But you had had enough. You were about to leave. You were going through with it this time. You packed your bags and were leaving. You were done and finally leaving the toxic relationship that you no longer wanted to be in. You were ready to move on. You wanted your family and yourself back again. You wanted to be back with the ones who truly loved and supported you for the person you were. But Andy decided you were never going to leave. He was enraged by the fact that you were ready to move on and that you were done with him. He could not handle it, and he did something that none of us ever thought a human being could do. He strangled you to death to make you his forever. A friend of his even went by the hotel room and noticed your lifeless body in the room on the bed. He asked what was wrong, and Andy just said you were drunk and passed out. But in reality, you were already gone. Who does that? He knew what he had done to you, and he just acted like you had left and were missing. He dumped your body on a dirt road in a ditch in a 100-degree-plus weather for six days. He stuck to his stories and lies and never told the truth until after your body had been found. Not only did your family experience that you had been killed, but because of the weather, your body was not able to be recognized. Your family could not be given the true goodbye that they needed because they could not physically see you again. I will just never be able to move past losing you. I will never be able to get those traumatic days etched out of my mind and everything we experienced during the time you were missing. We wanted the best outcome possible, but it ended in a nightmare. I'm not going to say I hate Andy because if I did, then I couldn't truly live out my life as a Christian. I will say that I still hurt, and it's been nine years since you have been gone. Andy took something from us that we will never be able to get back. I cannot go to your house and sit on the porch and talk about life. I cannot pick you up and go riding down dirt roads, blaring country music, and just talk about life. And we cannot have our heart-to-heart chats anymore. I do not hate him, but I wish I could understand why or what his reason was to even think of doing something like this to you. I just do not understand. A year after you were taken from us, the trial happened and justice was served. All of your family and friends were lined up behind your parents and sister, supporting them during the trial. 
When the judge heard the story and listened to all of the evidence that was given, he told Andy he would be spending the rest of his natural life in prison. I guess, to a degree, justice was served. The thing about this verdict, though, was that he still gets to eat three meals a day and see his family. I just don't understand how this is technically justice. You will never get to physically hug your nieces or sister or parents or me again. You will never get to pick the phone up and call your loved ones. You will never get to experience life because he took it from you. Jess, I will always tell your story and get the word out about the truth of domestic violence. No one should have to endure what you did. And if there is an Andy out there in another woman's life, I pray that she will be able to run from them and never look back. Domestic violence victims need to know that if they wait too long, they may not be able to leave, and they need to reach out to get help from the people who love them. If I had known the whole situation before you went missing, I would have done everything in my power to get you out. I couldn't help you, but I can be loud and help others now. I can continue your legacy by helping others survive.